Hey, dear humans, it's the heart here. Yes, I get to be with you on this episode, and I'm so excited because we're actually talking about evidence and proof and how, as humans, we need to seem evidence and proof all from the outside. And I've got plenty of proof for you right here, and so does your body, for instance, and your head, too. But, man, we just seem to look at evidence and proof only from the outside. So let's play around with this in this episode and explore some distinctions. Yay! Yay! Hey there, Heart. Thank you so much for that introduction. And hey there, dear humans. Welcome to episode five of Dear Human, where we play around with this sensing and this knowing and evidence gathering from the inside out. Welcome to the Dear Human Podcast, the one place where you get to play with your humanity in the sandbox of life. Hey, dear humans, the world we now live in wants you to prove to it you need to drink eight glasses of water to survive. Yes, I know. I know this sounds ridiculous. In case, however, you needed proof of my claim, I happen to be looking at a website right now called, I don't know, the New York Times about a doctor of pediatrics view on how much water we're supposed to or not supposed to have. And the good doctor claims, in fact, that you do not need to drink eight glasses of water a day. Hmm, imagine that. Now, here's the sad news. Is my research, well, it took me over three days to find, and I did not drink water during this time because I was trying to find the proof that I needed it, and now I have a migraine. In fact, in fact, I'm just going to drink some water right now. I, I need to catch up. I'll hold on while I... Ah, oh, yes, that was, that was really refreshing. Hey, dear humans, it's the head here. The fact that the Mr. Narrator is able to podcast to you in his delirium right now, that is just a flat-out miracle. I don't even know how he's doing it right now. And, dear humans, if he happens to conjugate poorly or, you know, make a sentence structure error or something like that, just allow him some grace, will you? Well, hmm, unless you're a critic, because, you know, if you're a critic, grace is a word. You just don't even know what grace means. You can't even embody the word grace, so never mind in that case. But the rest of you, dear humans, yeah, cut him some slack. It's a miracle that he's podcasting with his migraine right now. It's amazing. Oh, hey there, Head. Thank you so much for covering for me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome, Mr. Narrator. I need you to drink that water because I'm the one that's suffering here. You know, migraine, headache. Drink some more. Oh, yes, of course, Head. Will do. I'll, I'll make sure I take care of you. And oh, before you go, Head, and you too, dear humans, in, in case you were wanting more evidence of how migraines occur, since we just happen to be talking about that, I just happen to be on this website called Johns Hopkins. You know, I think Johns Hopkins appears to be a reputable organization. I don't know. They do this health stuff in the world, and, you know, they seem to know what they're talking about. And anyway, the, the article is, How a Migraine Happens, Theories About Migraine Pain. And I think we can trust them, but maybe you, dear human, maybe you need that evidence for your yourself. So go out to John Hopkins' website and you can read it for yourself. Uh, dear God, humans, what happened in our world that we decided we needed proof for everything, that we needed convincing or data before making choices? And yes, dear ones, this is me having a bit of fun with this needing to prove dynamic. I've got the air quotes going, needing to prove. In our world, and I'm doing this for a point, and that point is found in the distinctions of where evidence comes from. Frankly, I don't trust my brain. I don't trust my brain to sense or know anything. Sorry about that brain, I, but you already know this. I do trust your brain, though, and dear humans, you can trust your brains to reason and make choices for action. My brain certainly has proven to me it does that well. The sensing thing, though, 
yeah, no, it doesn't do that very well. It doesn't know how to sense and intuit and listen to the heart on things that really matter. It can take action, sensing, not so much. So, dear humans, as humans, as creatures on the planet, we experience both external and internal evidence. And with this distinction of external and internal evidence in mind, dear ones, yes, by all means, collect data, collect evidence in the world from other humans and human systems when it comes to understanding of course of action to take, such as, let me give you some examples, how to get a mortgage for your house and be in debt for 15, 30, or 100 years. I don't know if that's still true in Japan, but apparently at one point, They allow themselves to be in debt for 100 years for a house. Another way to use data and evidence in human and human systems is how to conduct a search on the Googles like I did for migraines. And another one is what choices to make when launching your business in a new country. That one's a little more complicated, but that's how you would want to use data and evidence in the world that exists from other humans that care about those things and other human systems. Those, dear ones, might be some useful ways in which to collect data, and this is external data, to take action. So, dear ones, the question I have for you is, when it comes to choosing things that matter to you or how to navigate being human, Where does the brain get its data from? Well, I just happen to have good news. Yes, as an animal called human, we have the wisdom of our body and heart when seeking evidence. Yes, the heart and body. You know, the very large part of you that takes up all that space below your head. You know, the majority of your human body. Yeah, that part. That large portion of our humanness that we are never taught how to collect data and evidence from. In other words, no one taught us to tap into the wisdom of it. And to make it even more complicated, because that is what we humans seem to do, we complicate things. According to our Western education, because our bodies and heart do not know how to reason with math, they appear to be, here's the air quotes again, useless and untrustworthy according to some humans and our education systems. I reason that this line of logic, here's the air quotes again, logic of not being able to trust your heart or your intuitive body wisdom was created by people that had their hearts broken and therefore declared the body and the heart were useless because they did not know how to navigate all that sensing and feeling they had in their bodies. Boo-hoo. And this is because no one taught them. No one taught them how to use their bodies and listen to the wisdom of it and the evidence of it. So it was convenient for some wise people, again the air quotes, wise, in our past, in our human history, to declare the body bad and untrustworthy and the head good and trustworthy, all because some humans couldn't trust or didn't know how. It didn't tap into the evidence and the wisdom of their body and their heart. You know what I think? Uh, This is intuition here. I think those would be people throwing a little mini temper tantrum about their hurt feelings and in the process, screwing up generations of humans. 
Way to go, wise ones. <laughs> hey there, intuition. Wow, intuition's really snarky in this moment. Hmm. You know what, dear ones, it occurs to me that I have not actually attempted to drink or eat a math book, although I do remember as a child eating some paper, you know, just to see if that was like gum. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But my intuitive guess is it would not quench my thirst, and I am trusting the wisdom of my body that this statement is actually true, that drinking or eating a math book, yeah, that's not possible. And, you know, that would actually be my head and my intuitive sense working together to know, quote unquote, no, this was true, more air quotes. Just like all animals, dear ones, just like all animals in the animal kingdom trust their bodies to tell them they need water. And that water does not come from studying calculus. This sound, dear human, means it's time to get to work. We can't just be talking about it all the time. We actually got to apply it. So let's get right to it. Hey, dear humans, on this episode of Ask Yourself, is your body telling you it's thirsty? Huh. If the answer is yes, drink some water, eat some fruit with water in it, or some water chestnuts. At least water chestnuts have water in the name, so it's pretty good evidence they have water. Hmm. At least we can hope so. After you quench your thirst, dear human, ask yourself, why do I only trust sources outside of myself without checking in with my naturally given inner wisdom? What is my inner wisdom telling me about me right now? And one final question, dear ones, what is the area of the space that your glass of water occupies? You're going to need some calculus for that, but your body does not care. Just drink the water. Safely pragmatic time. Yay! You are an animal, dear human. You are part of an animal kingdom. You also like to have parties. So yes, in fact, you are a party animal. Ha! See what I did there with the language, dear ones? I cracked myself up. Hey, but more good news, dear one. As an animal, you have instincts. Bad news, dear one. You were never taught to use or trust those instincts. And in fact, in the Western cultures, there I go, picking on the Western cultures again. Hmm. You were ridiculed for voicing you had them. That you had an intuitive sensing or a knowing. Not by everybody, mind you, but in general. And this, this is because many current adults are asleep to the awareness of the wisdom in their bodies. But not you, not you, dear human. You are awake to all of life around you and in you. So, dear ones, you do not need evidence outside of yourself when it concerns how to function as a human in life. What you and I need, dear human, is to tap into what nature gives all of its creatures, a brain, a heart, and intuition all working together, just like all of nature. You know, last I checked, humans are part of nature. Hmm, go figure. And be careful, dear human, 
Some smart adults today that are really good at using their brains will tell you that you can't trust your instincts and that we live in what they're calling a VUCA world that is so chaotic it renders all our human wisdom useless. And in case you are wondering what VUCA means, it stands for this volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous world. And that actually comes from the Army. At one point, I was in the Army, but that's a different story. So yes, we do actually live in a volatile, uncertain, and chaotic and ambiguous world. The fascinating thing about that, dear ones, is we make that up. We create that VUCA world. And so those humans are correct. Our brains have created complexity in the world, and we make meaning from everything, thereby creating even more complexity in our thinking. For humans, all complexity is found in our thinking and our meaning-making. Different topic, different episode. We are meaning-making machines. At least the brain is. You know what occurs to me? Uh, Bambi, you know, the deer from Disney fame? Yeah, Bambi sees and operates in a world of ease and flow. There's no complexity there. Huh. I wonder who's the smarter one. Good news, dear ones, your heart and body, your inner wisdom, they are dumb when it comes to thinking and smart when it comes to sensing and knowing. The brain, well, the brain is rather dumb to knowing and sensing the world around it and smart in making a lot of meaning and beer. And this is because the body tricked the brain into making beer to numb the brain and tell it to chill out. See, you're body's actually pretty smart. Hmm. Nature gives all its creatures an inner knowing, and this inner knowing is the energetic field of all of life. It exists in you and around you. Humans call it our intuition. Einstein began describing it with the theory of relativity. And you know Luke Skywalker? Well, Luke Skywalker used that intuition to blow up the Death Star. Yes. Interesting thing about nature, as I have been observing more and more of it these days, is ants. Ants exhibit this behavior as a colony. They exhibit this knowing, this understanding of, in their way, intuition, but it's the energetic field of all of life. Individually, an ant has no purpose nor function, and you can look that up. You can look up the biology and read all about it, dear one. Individually, an ant has no purpose. Collectively, ants create the energetic field of colony, there's the air quotes again, colony, and accomplish amazing feats by sensing the field. Collectively, they create a knowing, and this knowing, this sensing, is rather amazing and dumbfounding to humans that just use their brains all the time. Humans also experience energetic fields, dear ones. And yes, I happen to be looking at another reference at another website. I'm so proud of myself by giving you so much evidence in this podcast. That website happens to talk about the exploration, this integration of science and medicine and spirituality, and it's the human energy field. You can look that up, dear ones. And you know what occurs to me is Rumi, the poet Rumi, wrote about this energetic field, this sensing, this intuitive knowing, when he wrote, 
he started listening to the teaching of his soul. So now what, dear ones? Practice. Here's the playfully pragmatic part. Practice. Just like you spent years practicing using your head. If you choose, you will want to spend time practicing tapping into the wisdom of your body and your heart to better inform your head choices. And some ways to practice integrating your wisdom with your knowledge are... Begin with noticing what your body is sensing when you are in a conversation. And yes, dear one, conversations that take place only in your head, they count. Notice your body sensations as you recount that story. Notice what occurs for you. That is tapping into the wisdom of your body. It has a knowing. Also, Pay attention to words you use and how others use language. Sense the energy of their language. Notice their body language and yours. Look at their face. It tells you things. Notice what their body is doing. It tells you things. Listen to the words and, more importantly, the energy behind the words. It will tell you and inform you what is going on that is on top of their words, what's underneath their words. The words are the surface. The energy is really what's going on. So listen to it. Ask yourself what you really want in life for you, others, and the world. What matters to you? Why does this matter to you? What do you want to do about it? And finally, dear ones, when making a choice, consult all three wisdom centers, the data, your instincts, and your purpose. In this way, you begin to integrate all three of your wisdom centers, your head, your body, and your heart, and it takes time. So give it time and keep at it, just like you spent all that time listening to your head. It's going to take time to listen to your heart and listen to your body. Finally, dear ones, I just happened to be at another website called Inc. Magazine about enhancing our intuition. The title of the article is Four Techniques Guaranteed to Strengthen Your Intuition, Even If You Think You Have None. It further goes on to say, well-developed intuition can seem a lot like a superpower. Huh. I just happen to love how they use clickbait there to tell you the four techniques. What are they? Now I want to know. See how your brain takes over like that? So in case you wanted more evidence, dear one, Inc. Magazine. Hmm. They seem pretty reputable. And lastly, the last thing, remember, drink your water. Your body told you it was thirsty, so your brain then cooperates with your body to operate the necessary neuropathways and all that science-y cool stuff to grab a beer. What? Beer has water in it. So there you go, dear humans. Go get a beer. It has water in it. Yes. And go out to the website, www.philcave.com, and tell all your friends to come here every week to listen to another episode of Dear Human. You've just listened to an episode of Dear Human. So now go out and be dear to yourself and be dear in the world. Mostly be authentically you, authentically human. <laughs>